Welcome to podcast episode one of Phase, Phase one. one Founder. 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 Without an S. <laughs> yep. Where we explore our journey, ideas, and lessons from starting our own venture as young entrepreneurs. Through the eyes of 20-somethings. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we're your hosts. I'm Tejas. And I'm Matthew. And let's begin the first episode. Excited. Yep. Idea. Question mark. Oh my god, that's so open-ended. I know. <laughs> well. Let's talk about the word idea yeah. for like three hours. We- Webster's Dictionary defines, <laughs> defines idea. <it. laughs> In yeah. 1352, like, <laughs> no, Let's oh my talk god. Etymology of the word idea. Yes. But I think this is where we just wanted to talk about how we came up with our ideas, but also just the whole process of coming up with an idea and what that takes to translate that into a viable venture or business. And when you say our ideas, mm. you specifically are talking about... Acnespark. Yes. Uh, but also your own experiences from other ideas. Other failed ideas. Hey, failures are good. You know? <sighs> yeah. That's what... More people should talk about failures. Yeah. Not, not just the successes. Exactly. So... The failures are what um, you learn from. Yep. Anyway, so... A little bit on, I guess, the background of how we came up with Atmospark, you know, I sort of started, there's the good story, and then there's the real story. <laughs> and the good story sounds better, because you have to come up with a good story for telling investors or to other people to join your cause. And then there's mm-hmm. the real story, which doesn't sound as... <laughs> Nice or, you know, sexy sexy or as heart-wrenching as it can be, but (laughs) it is the truth and I I need to tell, you know, need to tell that there's always going to be a storytelling element to any idea that you kind of have to fancy it up a little bit for people to buy into it. Mm -hmm. Because in the end, exactly. Everybody likes the fantasy story better than like the reality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, a bit on the background of Atmospark, which is a atmospheric water generation company that wants to, you know, we take moisture out of the air, turn it into drinking water, uh, initially with the whole idea of providing drinking water to communities that don't have the infrastructure to provide for them. And that sort of, now this is the good story, as I like to say, that we tell in pitches, but um, the whole concept behind it was, you know, since I've been four or five, been going to India every summer to visit family, um, and been observing that they still have problems getting their drinking water, you know, it's not like we come from a super poor background, even a metropolitan city, um, would have these problems where my aunt basically would get drinking water one or two hours for the whole day and she would have to in basically plan the entire day. This is how much water I need and, you know, 
sit there for one or two hours filling up the entire day supply and initially it seemed like the norm but as time progressed you know when I was junior senior in high school I was like this is still um, kind of crazy that we still have to do this and we're even you know in college and when I went recently it's a little better but it's not still perfect and I was like we're talking about self-driving cars here but mm-hmm. the cities that are super developed still have problem getting water now, that's pretty crazy too yeah. because India is like one of the fastest developing countries exactly in the right world. Yeah. And yeah, just like you were saying, like like uh, what was it? Uh, Narendra Modi's like pushing for yeah. electric cars, and everyone has a cell phone, right. and it's like, but the water. There's just like, it's basic like crazy problems. Yeah, and it's not everywhere. That's the problem. There's such an unequal distribution of the problems that you will have certain cities with crazy good infrastructure, and then some cities that don't really have this. You know that do have this issue even though they're just as well developed mm-hmm. but looking into this I was you know thinking about how do we solve this infrastructure is a big problem infrastructure requires a lot of money but how do we still get people to the water without the infrastructure mm-hmm. um, and one thing you know in India every time I go is it is hot as hell and it is humid as hell and uh that sort of came up as why aren't we using this humidity to um, turn it into drinking water? What's the concept behind that? And that's how we started exploring the whole concept of um, cooling moisture into drinking water and the different technologies out there and seeing what we can do different than just, you know, taking a huge ice box and hoping it condenses a lot of water on the side. And uh, that's when we started looking into electrical circuit how they keep their circuits dry and other um, vacuum tube labs and that's how we came up with the actual technology of how it's developed that's the good story (laughs) so if there are any like investors exactly watching it's like (laughs) our investors watching it's like oh gotcha yeah Uh, you know, but it's not an unfounded thing. Like the good story is still part of the story. It's just, um, where the roots of how this idea came about. And the true story is for the class, we had to make a presentation and you know what? I was like, why aren't moisture farms a thing from Star Wars? (laughs) From Star Wars. I was like, we need to bring moisture farms onto into reality and that's how we started looking into uh, basically condensation technologies and where it's applicable and then that's where I thought about my own story into this so it's not completely you know I made up the story but the roots of it is Mm -hmm. always been science fiction so it was from a new hope basically yeah I was like I want to also be Luke Skywalker. Let's let's yeah. let's start this company. <laughs> Luke, don't be a Jedi. Be a moisture farmer, exactly. just like your uncle Ben. Exactly. It's like what? <laughs> I always laughed at that part when yeah. they were they were like, "Well, we're moisture farmers." I was like, "What? You're, you're a what?" Yeah. What was it Tatooine? Tatooine. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my god, I couldn't imagine that being like your livelihood. I know, but. <laughs> We harvest moisture. Wait, so did they sell it like to the villagers to like the what, what were they sand? 
what what were they called the the little uh, Jawas 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 yeah yeah, yeah. What, so did they did they sell the moisture to the Jawas or like I don't what know. like that's a good question the economics of Tatooine water <laughs> harvesting <laughs> this is the movie that I demand exactly Disney make. <laughs> I think the next movie should include some more yes. of the economics. <laughs> more, more the economic yeah. factors. <laughs> but you know, every time I also talk about this idea, everyone always brings it back to Dune, which is another oh, Dune. Still big need to watch classic that. sci-fi book movie series, mm-hmm. you know, where the whole concept of Earth, uh, not Earth, the planet called Dune is a desert planet and water is a scarce resource. And they also have these devices called... Oh, I can't remember the name now. But basically, moisture suckers from... <laughs> oh, my God. I hope that's not the actual name. <laughs> that's what we're calling it. Uh, moisture, moisture suckers. suckers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Moisture suckers. <laughs> but they were one step extreme because they also had it in their clothing and everything. Because yeah. Hmm. yeah, and then part of the concept is if someone dies, then you got to extract all their moisture out. Oh, Just, shit. Yeah. Wow, that's really creepy and, like, really science fiction. It oh. is. <laughs> I still need to watch that movie. It sounds we interesting. Should. We need yeah. to, yeah. Another Atmospark movie night. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's kind of how, you know, Atmospark came about. Um, the ideation process, but then translating that into the business is like this whole other, I don't know, a process that we had to go through is now you have the idea. It's now who wants this? Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because you think, oh, everyone wants water, like, and that's, that's the other issue is like with a lot of these new technologies or companies or devices mm-hmm. or something like that, like you have this idea and you're like, oh, I have this like really cool thing and it does X, Y, Z. And then you're like, okay, but who actually does need this? Like, yeah. what's the process that they go through to actually purchase it or acquire it? Exactly. And then how did, how will they actually use it? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in some cases there have been companies that they'll release a product and people will buy it and use it in a completely different way that right. than what the creators what intended. It was intended to do exactly. Yeah. And so they have to like shift their entire business model or, you know, in some cases a lot of companies don't don't ever catch up to that point and they don't ever figure out how to monetize exactly. and, and then also, they just fail. Yeah. And I'll add, to add on to that, <clears throat> it's also that sometimes the founders have this perception of what this should be used for and you find out that's not what the market wants. And sometimes it's hard changing that. Now. Yeah. You know, we've gone through this. It's, it's not easy to know that, oh, okay, we're going to here solve the world's problems, but it makes much more sense to help rich people solve their <laughs> needs. And it's yes. like, oh, do we need to do this? And part of it's like, you know, going through an introspection journey of like, would this next goal help the ultimate mission of mm-hmm. the company? And that's what I think we're at is, you know, even though that's, we want to help people, that's not the first path, but that is the eventual goal. And if these are the steps we need to take, then so be it as long as we're focused on that final yeah goal. fortunately for us we've discovered due to our mentors and all of our customer interviews we've discovered a viable path yeah to achieve our final mission mm-hmm. and we have a little little pathway to get there yeah so and i'm sure we will talk about this in more details yeah. in some other episodes but you, the whole 
idea, as I said, was to help people in developing communities or communities where drinking water was a challenge. But now we're actually going in the sailboat market and Mm -hmm. providing water makers that use atmospheric generation to provide their water needs while they're taking multiple day journeys across the Caribbean or transatlantic, wherever sailors generally go. But that's the general path in the Gulf states basically and i'm really i'm actually proud of us that we actually realize that instead of yeah. like you know okay we have this idea we want to jump straight into right you know nonprofits or helping like you know developing communities or something yeah like i feel really proud of us that we were able to like get into the rice uh i-core program mm-hmm. and actually like go through this customer discovery process because it showed us that you know, the actual NGOs and the people that we would work with, they were yeah. like, hey, this isn't going to work. Y'all need to like, you know, flesh out your technology a little bit more. Exactly. Like we're not going to we're not going to take in uh, this device made by a startup that, yeah. you know, was just like a year or two ago uh, it, it was created. So like we realized like, OK, like we need to go a different route yeah. in order to get to this final goal. So we have a couple of extra steps now that we have to do, but we but will, it will get there. We will get there, yeah. and it will. It's the best path to create the scalable business mm-hmm. that we need to sustain ourselves. Exactly, right? sustainability yeah. is the key. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. What's that next? That was Atmospark, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Why don't do you want to talk about your previous ideas and <laughs> turning that? Oh, uh, like the lessons from it? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, good to hear about. Okay, so I guess starting off with the ideation process, yeah, as yeah. you called it earlier. Yeah. Um, so the initial idea was, oh my God, what was, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so this is like going way back. <laughs> so I kept losing my wallet and my like credit card and driver's license, but speci- specifically my driver's license. I had this issue where I, I lost my wallet and then I lost my driver's license. Mm-hmm. And it was like so irritating that I couldn't right. have my driver's license just like on my phone because for some reason we always have our phone, but like we always yeah. lose our yeah. wallets. Um, and then I wanted to have like a digital version of that mm-hmm. on my phone. And so... That was the initial, like, bare-bones idea. Like, okay, digital driver's license and important document, like, app, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's it's stored. And then right around that time, the iPhone 5S was coming out with the first Touch ID sensor. Uh And so uh, I think at first it was locked. So you couldn't actually develop for it. Anything, okay. Yeah, and, and but then like uh, a couple months later, they announced like, oh, the developer kit, you know, like you, mm-hmm. you're able to like make apps and use the Touch ID feature now. Yeah. And so I had this idea and I went and did the big idea challenge at Lamar at the okay. College of Business here. And there was a there was a guy there, an app developer that really liked the idea, but he, he knew about the Touch ID thing. He was like, oh, okay, well, it's a good idea, but it's locked. Mm-hmm. Like we can't develop it. But maybe in the future, you know, something like that. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I have this, like, important, you know, document, like, app idea that I have. And, you know, Touch ID would be, like, the the key feature for it to actually, like, work. Right. 
And so I was like, okay, I'll just shelve this. Uh, and then, you know, just go about my college career. But then like a couple months later, they announced, like, oh, okay, the Touch ID is available for developers. He contacted me back and said, hey, mm-hmm. okay, so I really liked your idea. Let's do this. Yeah. And so it initially was the whole driver's license important document thing. Mm-hmm. But then we sort of like expanded out and we were like, well, what about, you know, like any important document or like a word file or like a super secret PowerPoint or something like basically yeah. any document and you would be able to lock it with your fingerprint and it would create like a randomized 32 character long password. It'd be like insanely secure. And so we started going from, you know, that right. and developing it <laughs> and see, that was a thing where it was like, okay, it's a really cool idea yeah. and we developed the technology and it works and we yeah. put it out there on the app store. Uh-huh. And we were selling like, you know, membership signups and okay. stuff. And so I was going through the whole marketing process. Okay. Like, should I tweak the price? Like, should I make mm-hmm. it 99 cents? Because everything else right. is 99 cents. Like, so that was, that was a fun thing. Like trying to figure out like what the market wanted. Uh-huh. And then there were like other competitors coming out in the space and it was very strange. And, um, yeah, like just dealing with like all these other competitors and updates coming out yeah. was, was interesting. And then, I mean, finally, uh, the, the actual reason why it didn't work was because the developer that I was working with, we, we had a, uh, we separated and, uh, didn't have an, uh, we didn't have an agreement okay. to continue forward with the company itself. Uh-huh. So we just like canceled the, the servers where the app was, you know, uh, okay. being, uh, being stored on. And it was like, okay, we're just going to like go our separate ways. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I still, you know, of course, like as, as the inventor creator person, you think like, oh yeah, yeah, it was a good idea. It totally yeah. would have worked if, if, you know, X, right. Y, Z had happened. Exactly. And so, yeah, in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, if I had done like a couple of things like here and there, you know, it would have worked out, but I took the lessons and now I'm trying to apply them to my new venture and, you know, things like marketing, pricing, yeah. customer discovery, like tweaking exactly like what the customer actually needs versus like what you think would be really cool. Yeah. Like that's, that's a whole new learning process, you know, having to go through that again. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's basically it. Oh, and okay. it was called Lockbox. Lockbox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you bring up a good point where a lot of people come up with ideas yes. to solve problems in their lives. And then you try to look at the bigger picture from there. Mm-hmm. But I think some people fall into this trap of this idea sounds cool. Yep. But And the technology might be cool. cool. The yeah. idea might be cool. Exactly. To you and like five other people exactly. around the world. Yeah. you're not going to make a viable business with like a thousand employees on payroll, like out of that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always work out. Yeah. So, so that's, I think that's the main takeaway that we've learned from this is Mm -hmm. ideas can be cool, but if they do not solve an inherent problem that people are facing a scalable problem, no, not scalable problem, but a, a big enough problem to create a business out of it 
then it's worth pursuing that business because if it doesn't solve if it only solves the problem of like six people you might make a couple bucks, couple bucks. yeah um, you know yeah and there's also the thing of how much people are paying for it. So there might be six mm-hmm. companies' problems you're solving, but if each company, is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, if if each company pays you like a billion, billion dollars, you know, exactly. and you only have six clients, like okay, okay, that's, that's, that's a different story. Different. Like, yeah, yeah, we come that's from like a B2B. very consumer-focused market, so mm-hmm. for us, the numbers game is important. But mm-hmm. if you're doing it from an enterprise kind of point of view, you're looking for uh, you're looking for customer numbers, but you're not looking in the thousands, but you're looking for the value or the yeah. money that you're getting in, that you're solving for each customer, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. <laughs> cool. So throughout this ideation process, do you have any tips or any resources you go to to come up with? So this is like a rabbit hole question, like a, uh, what was it, uh, like a hot tub, you know, like sit, yeah. sit for well, like two hours and discuss it. Right, but let's, um, in man, the briefest sense. Okay, so like how to create it or like what resources or... Yeah, what do you personally use if there's a process that you go through? So I read a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know that app that I use, Pocket. Yeah. You know, so like you can save the article and like listen to it, the right. talk to or text to speech feature. Yeah. And then there's like a couple of other. I think it's like called Readly. It's like a little panda where you like mm-hmm. can insert a link and then it'll like speed read through yeah. it. You know, stuff like that. So I read a ton of articles and I try to like see what's going on in different industries and just like have mm-hmm. like a macro general general view of what's going on you know like 3d printing vr autonomous cars you know stuff like that and um i also have like a little notebook it's gonna sound dorky but i have like a notebook of like invention ideas you know so i i always like to like write those down but yeah i watch i i watch and listen to a lot of articles and also just random like youtube videos and google searches like you know, oh, hey, like, like when I was little, like, I mean, my God, when Google first came out, like, what, 2003 or something? Like, yeah, um, early 2000s. Yeah, like, I, I remember having this idea for, like, a vertical farm. Oh, nice. You know, like, the skyscraper yeah, yeah. vertical farm. And so, like, th- that was, like, when the search engines, like, back in the early days, you know, so yeah. I started, like googling like vertical farms and i felt so unique i was like i came up with this idea <laughs> no one else has done right. this it's so cool and then i started looking it up and i found a bunch of research papers on it it's like oh man like it already exists yeah. but no one's really doing it it's starting to take off now but yeah. yeah stuff like that just like oh my god search engines like it's so amazing now because you could just like look up any topic and see if there's what work is being done in that area. Yeah, that's so. true. It's almost become easier, but mm-hmm. also more difficult. Yes, um, yes. Because of the access of resources and yeah. then the competition that comes from the access of resources. Yes. Yeah. And what, the other thing I was going to say is like uh, the ubiquity, right? The, yeah. The ubiquity of like the results that come from a Google search, it might discourage some people because like you know if you have some idea and you type it in like it there's so many things out there now that you yeah. you will get some result back true and so then you know i don't want it to like discourage anyone be like 
oh, like, you know, there was like 30,000 articles that came up yeah. about this. So now I'm not going to do it. Right. Like you, that's why I say you need to read like a lot you do. and get a macro view of like what's going on in the industry as a whole. Yeah. Because just because there's a lot of results or articles or something popping up about a certain idea or company or product or whatever doesn't mean that it's actually like going really well. Yeah. No, that's, that's and you know, that doesn't mean that there's not a window for you to go in there exactly and differentiate yourself from the competition. Exactly. You know? That's a fair point because yeah. even with Atmospark, mm-hmm. when we're looking at who else is doing this, I did not think there were that many people doing this, but let me tell you, there is a, yeah, big players in this market also who have it's a, a lot hot of field money. right now. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of startups also coming in this space. So it's really interesting to see the competition and everyone that's coming in this field, but also what it does is it brings validation to your idea, yes. validation to what you are trying to do, that people do want this. Um, and so that's always a good thing, you know? So yep. even if there are similar ideas out there, it's not, a bad thing in one any of way. one of the things that we learned over the summer at the rice I'm wearing the shirt I forgot at the rice program was you know when you are competing against some other company mm-hmm. or even you know if there's like 20 other competitors if one of them scores like some big government contract or there's some merger or yeah. something don't see it as like a negative thing yeah but instead it's validation for your company and your idea. Yeah. Because like, what was it? There's like the recent, uh, you know, government, uh, what was it, the India thing? Yeah. There was a with Watergen. recent partnership between the Indian government and Watergen, another atmospheric yeah, company. Like $250 million contract yeah, to develop devices in India. And so for us in the atmospheric water generation, like market industry, yeah. You know, that excites us because that means that there are people, you know, somewhere like, you know, somewhere in the Indian government or something that see value in atmospheric water generation and they're willing to put up $250 million. Just for R&D money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of crazy, but... So it's like that's that's a opportunity for us because we yeah. see validation in this industry and it's rising and there's attention being put on it, mm-hmm. money being put into it. So yeah, that's no, a good. That's thing. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, going back to the ideation process itself, you were talking about using notebooks to write down. I also mm-hmm. have that similar process of. Um, it's old school, but it works. It works. No, yep. I call it. And this is not my original, but called a bad idea notebook. This comes from uh, a program called Redbox, Adobe Kickbox or Redbox. It's mm-hmm. called uh, developed by Mark Randall, who's the VP of creativity creativity mm-hmm. at uh, Adobe. Nice. But it's a program that he makes the employees at Adobe go through, and basically, what he says is, you know. You have this notebook, you have the mental, like you have a lot of ideas that are popping out and you just write them down as a mental like dump onto this book, <laughs> basically. And that way you get to put your ideas on a visual format, but also you get to see a lot of the ideas that you're going to come up with are going to be trash. Yeah. But that leaves room for better yeah. ideas to be generated in your head, which is the whole point of just writing it down and then you get to see an outside perspective. So that's, that's my method methodology Mm -hmm. Uh, but also part of it is I love 
reading a lot of old science fiction books and a lot of sci-fi, uh, you know, Isaac Asimov and... Oh, nice. Uh, Wait, was that the, was that the iRobot one? Yeah, yeah, he the, did the iRobot yeah, yeah. Foundation series and stuff oh, like nice. that. Oh, nice. But it's always interesting to read about sci-fi concepts and see what is the gap with this concept and technology we have now and mm-hmm. how do we fill this gap and would it be worth it? Like, would creating flying cars be worth it someday? <laughs> I don't know. But oh man, Elon Musk has like a, yeah. Yeah. He has I a mean, lot of views on that. It would yeah, be chaos. It would, I mean, I agree, but you know, you read a lot of, a lot of sci-fi books love their flying cars and yes, the flying yes. metropolis kind of thing. It looks cool visually, but yeah, yeah. Is it sustainable? Um, not really. Not really. Because if there's like a wreck in the air and then you like fall down. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen? And also if, if like one of your, you know, flying car hubcaps yeah. falls off <laughs> from like a thousand feet in the air, yeah. like that's going to like cut through like a human body. Like when it hits True. the ground, you know, like yeah. it's going to destroy it, Yeah. Metal shards are going to be just raining down from the sky. Exactly. It would be like chaos. It would be now. <laughs> I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think this is pretty much, you know, if you have any comments, feedback. Yeah, send us. We're going to go through the questions on yeah. Periscope and also on Facebook and we're going us, to answer them. Yeah, we're going to answer them. Um, any questions that you have. Let us know what's working with this format, yeah. what's not working. We're always looking to change it, looking to... Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. Looking to how do we make this better and more accessible to everyone. Um, Sorry. Good. But we also want to know about your ideas. What, what ideas did you have? Did you try converting that or making that into some sort of app or business or something? What We'd are love you to hear working about. on? Yeah, what are you like, working on? Like, what are your ideas? Like, what, what, you know, do you have, like, some idea for a product or company? You just, like, don't know yeah. how to proceed or if you want, like, any tips or something. Like, you know, we can offer anything, anything yeah. that we know. And uh, if you're a small company that has already set up stuff and would like to be talked about, we are looking yes. for sponsors. Yes. Uh, you know, small companies or Topo Chico. We <laughs> small always... companies like Topo Chico. Uh, please, please sponsor us. Uh, because we know life's better with the Topo Chico. Yes, that so will be your new motto tagline. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> in all of your commercials. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, we're not, we're not looking to make any money out of this, but... Ex- we are looking to make free Topo Chico. Yeah, that yes. would help a lot. <laughs> yes, the glass bottles, because it tastes better coming it out of the glass much than the plastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. So, you can actually reach us out on Phase One Founder. At, at Phase, phase one Founder. Number One Founder. On Twitter. Twitter, Periscope, Facebook. Um... Uh, We'll make other ones. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify a YouTube, lot of different outlets. Probably. But you can also reach us. Whatever Twitch is. My, my young cousin told me about Twitch. We might start doing on sure. streaming on Twitch. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever outlets there exist. <laughs> <laughs> but also you can reach us at personally at you can reach me at the main machine, T H E M A N E M A C H A N E, and 
What? They can reach you. Oh, at. mine? Oh, God. I, I, for, I keep forgetting mine. I need to change it. Uh, DJ underscore Mateusz. Mm. M-A-T-E-U-S-Z. I did not consider, like, you know, how difficult that would be to, like... Uh, neither did I. <laughs> ...tell people. That's why we have the Twitter, uh, the podcast Twitter, which yeah. is probably easier to reach us at, but... Yes, Just in exactly. case if you wanted to know what we're up to. Yeah. Yeah. Our brain ideas and floating things. And you can also follow our company's journey at... Atmospark Tech LLC. Atmospark Tech LLC. Yeah. Yes, because the other one is like some unicorn artist. Until we secure the actual. <laughs> Still Atmospark. trying to contact him. Yeah. Yes. We have to use Atmospark Tech <laughs> yes. LLC. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good luck and. Godspeed. Or, Godspeed. Carpe diem. Oh yeah, yeah. Carpe, carpe, carpe diem. Yeah. Please send us free Tobachiko.